0: Psalm 122. I was glad when they said to me, "Let us go to the house of the Lord." Our feet are standing within your gates, O Jerusalem. Jerusalem, built as a city that is bound firmly together, to it the tribes go up, the tribes of the Lord, as it was decreed for Israel, to give thanks to the name of the Lord, for there the thrones of judgment were set up, the thrones of the house of David. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. May they prosper who love you. Peace be within your walls and security within your towers. For the sake of my relatives and friends, I will say peace be within you. For the sake of your of the house of the Lord our God, I will seek your good. Esther chapter 7 verses 1 through 10. So the king and Haman went into feast with Queen Esther. On the second day, as they were drinking wine, the king said to Esther, "What is your petition, Queen Esther?" It shall be granted to you, and what is your request? Even to the half of my kingdom I shall it shall be fulfilled. Then Queen Esther answered, If I have won your favor, O king, and if it pleases the king, let my life be given me, that is my petition, and the lives of my people, that is my request. For we have been sold, I and my people, to be destroyed, to be killed, and to be annihilated. If we had been sold merely as slaves, men and women, I would have held my peace, but no enemy can compensate for this damage to the king. And then King Ahasuerus said to Queen Esther, "Who is he and where is he who has presumed to do this?" Esther said, "A foe and an enemy, this wicked Haman." Then Haman was terrified before the king and queen. The king rose from the feast in wrath and went into the palace garden, but Haman stayed to beg his life from Queen Esther, for he saw that the king had determined to destroy him. When the king returned from the palace garden to the banquet hall, Haman had thrown himself on the couch where Esther was reclining. And the king said, Will he even assault the queen in my presence, in my own house? As the words left the mouth of the king, they covered Haman's face. Then Harbona, one of the eunuchs and attendants of the king, said, Look, the very gallows that Haman has prepared for Mordecai, whose words saved the king, stands at Haman's house fifty cubits high. And the king said, Hang him on that. So they hanged Haman on the gallows, that he had prepared for Mordecai, then the anger of the king abated. Revelation chapter one verses nine through twenty. I, John, your brother who share with you in Jesus the persecution and the kingdom and the patient endurance, was on the island called Patmos because of the word of God and the testimony of Jesus. I was in the spirit on the on the Lord's day, and I heard behind me a loud voice like a trumpet saying. Write in a book what you see, and send it to the seven churches, to Ephesus, to Smyrna, to Pergamum, to Thyatira, to Sardis, to Philadelphia, and to Laodicea. Then I turned to see whose voice it was that spoke to me, and on turning I saw seven golden lampstands. And in the midst of the lampstands I saw one like the Son of Man, clothed with a long robe, and with a golden sash across his chest. His head and his hair were white as white wool, white as snow, His eyes were like a flame of fire, his feet were like burnished bronze, refined as in a furnace, and his voice was like the sound of many waters. In his right hand he held seven stars, and from his mouth came a sharp two-edged sword, and and his face was like the sun shining with full force. When I saw him, I fell at his feet as though dead, but he placed his right hand on me, saying, Do not be afraid, I am the first and the last and the living one. I was dead, and see, I am alive forever and ever, and I have the keys of death and of Hades. Now write what you have seen, what is, and what is to take place after this. As for the mystery of the seven stars that you saw in my right hand, and the seven golden lampstands, the seven stars are the angels of the seven churches, and the seven lampstands are the seven churches. Good morning, and welcome to the second Monday of Easter Tide. This is Brother Logan Isaac broadcasting back in Walkersville, Maryland. This morning's readings come to us from Psalm one twenty-two, Esther seven, and Revelation one. And Revelation is just ripe for you know interpretation, um, um, a martial interpretation. Um, and I say that because the I mean it's Revelation. Uh, there will be a final battle, but um, <clears throat> we notice that he has a sharp two-eyed sword that comes from his mouth um, that almost certainly comes from this um, this kind of strand in the Bible called the divine warrior um, and the armor of God, which can can kind of go hand in hand. But um, it begins in Isaiah 11, goes uh, appears again in 59. And then in uh, the wisdom of uh, wisdom of Solomon, or just wisdom, I can't remember now. Um, and then finally, we know it most in Ephesians six, but it also appears in First Thessalonians five eight. Um, and there's this battle that Jesus is going to. And in oh man, Isaiah eleven, the earliest one, it talks about how uh, the Lord will conquer them. Uh, with a breath of his from his mouth, he will slay the wicked. And as it talked about the, the two main elements are the breastplate of righteousness and the helmet of salvation, which in Hebrew is the Korotha Yehoshua. Um, so the helmet of Jesus basically, because Jesus Yehoshua means salvation. Um, and there's this. There's also this battle going on in the tradition. in Isaiah and wisdom, there's you know a mantle of fury, you know a robe of fury, um, a sword of wrath and wisdom um, and and garments of vengeance. Um, but when we get into the New Testament period with Saul, um, he kind of tones it down in first thessalonians eight five eight and he says, you know, he only includes, you know, breastplate of righteousness and hell of salvation. And he then goes on a sore, a second later to say, um, we are not called to wrath, to orge. And that's the same Greek word in the Septuagint that's used for the sword of wrath, sharpened with stern wrath, um, that wisdom uses. So he doesn't like that wisdom is using this sword. And John enters the fray with his much more kind of high highfalutin, Spiritualized language, but he so he doesn't use, you know, the the sword of wrath uh, explicitly, but he's definitely depicting Jesus in battle, and he talks about some of the things that he has, and here he talks about from his mouth comes a sharp two-edged sword. Um, With the breath of my lips, I shall slay the wicked. Straight out of Isaiah eleven, with the breath of my mouth. I shall slay the wicked um and in revelation, the sword coming out of his mouth now he doesn't use the exact same phraseology, but he's clearly drawing on the divine armor uh uh the divine warrior in armor um and he goes on <clears throat> he use, he's clearly familiar with uh the the scripture um the golden lampstands. Uh, i I was thinking about this as I was reading, and um, the golden lampstands we Christians probably think of them as you know Hanukkah, right you know the They only had enough oil for one day, but it lasted eight uh, enough coincidentally to light all the candles on the golden lampstand. The golden lampstand was already in the the temple in the tabernacle. it didn't just like appear, it symbolized the tree of life which Adam and Eve were forbidden from eating from. And it sat inside the holy place, so inside the actual temple, but not inside the holy of holies. Um, And there's only one. And it stayed lit, or supposed to stay lit. Um, And so that there are now seven of them, and there are also seven stars, which obviously were not in the tabernacle. Um, Also seems important, these seven stars um the stars are the angels of the churches and seven lampstands are the seven churches and the cosmology of uh the in the israelite imagination um which the early christians uh adhered to as much as they could um <clears throat> the stars were the hosts of heaven clearly the heavens is up above us right well the array the hosts, the armies, the assembly of heaven are the stars. And the stars doubled as God's divine counsel. When it says the hosts, the, the Lord of hosts, um, the hosts and the angels are the stars. And they represent these you know spiritual beings, which are called Elohim in um, several verses in the Old Testament. And they're, they're God's command and staff um the oh gosh i can't remember his name the naked Bible I cannot remember his name, but he's done a lot of work on the divine council <clears throat> i'll try and put it in the the show notes um but these stars are not just as Walter wink talks about the the spirits of an institution or an organization um they are they are like the guardian angels um, when we hear about ball and some of the other lesser gods, these were the spiritual entities that were supposed to serve in God's staff. Um, they are the angels who fell and battled against the angels who didn't fall. Um, and so these stars are fighters, among other things, but they, they, there was a, a war in heaven and it was fought between the stars. Um, and so when uh, these stars and the angels—they <clears throat> um, represent uh, the military or the the organizational structure, the assembly of God um, that knows God and resides near God, but is not, but are not God, um, and who will be subordinated to humans in the final days. Um, that the angels, um, the though humans were made a little lower than angels, they will. I think, sit in judgment. I can't remember what the the language is. Um, And so John uses this language, knowing full well um, what the Israelite tradition is, how it is steeped in conflict, um, conflict that God prevails in, um, and uses that language in a a new and unique way, um, like not using the same language from... isaiah and wisdom and uh ephesians and thessalonians but certainly drawing upon it sharing a lot in in tandem with uh earlier tradition around um the divine warrior the armor of god um, and the the martial cosmology um that made up the israelite imagination and so we shouldn't you know (laughs) tell ourselves that you know jesus is a pacifist whatever that might mean Um, but that we need to totally rethink what we think of when we think about the military and how it fits within uh, the ordained structure that God created at the very beginning. A prayer for knowledge of God's creation from the Book of Common Prayer. Almighty and everlasting God, you made the universe with all its marvelous order, its atoms, worlds and galaxies, and the infinite complexity of living creatures. Grant that as we probe the mysteries of your creation, we we may come to know you more truly, and more surely fulfill our role in your eternal purpose. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Thank you for falling into First Formation